Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Hell, I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome back to Help by Suck at Dating, an iHeartRadio podcast. I am, of course, Jared Haven, joined by no one. Uh, Dean Ungler will be coming uh, whenever he shows up. He's running a few minutes late. I know, listen, everybody's a little shocked by it. He's usually always on time. This never happens, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But we're going to start off the podcast, and then Dean is going to be joining me very shortly. But... I kind of wanted to talk about what's going on in my life anyway, because as you guys or some of you may know, I actually just recently moved from the West Coast to the East Coast. Ashley and I are officially once again East Coasters. Uh, We were living in L.A. for the past. I was there ever since late 2017 and Ashley had been there since uh, 2015. So I moved over there. It's kind of a funny story. I'm sure I told about it on the podcast before, but. Uh, as you guys know, Nick Vial is a good friend of mine, and he uh, texted me in 2017. This was after he was The Bachelor and after things didn't work out with Vanessa. And he was like, dude, just move to Los Angeles. You never moved outside Rhode Island. You don't know what the rest of the world is like. Just come live with me in Los Angeles for a little while. And if you hate it, you can always move back. So I was like, all right, I guess I really have no reason not to. Like, my job was super good to me. They were very flexible. I always knew that if I left, that I'd always have some sort of position when I came back. So I ended up quitting my job, moving out to Los Angeles in October of 2017 uh, in Los Angeles, lived with Nick, did not enjoy myself. I'm not a big LA guy. I It's so funny too, because I'm such a movie buff and Hollywood has always been a glitter in my eye, like Hollywood, you know, and, and going to the Chinese theater and, and seeing the Hollywood Hills. And there was, it was just so magical. I've watched La La Land millions of times because of my love of a love for Hollywood. And then I got to Los Angeles and I realized it's not like it is in the movies. You know, they really do have that movie magic because when you get to Los Angeles, uh, you know, it has its issues and it's, you know, overly populated and it's crowded. In my opinion, there are a lot of areas that just feel dirty. Uh, you know, there's all cracks in the sidewalk from, uh, from earthquakes, not crack addicts. I mean, there may be some too, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, but it, it just wasn't, 
is wasn't my vibe it wasn't my my what i wanted but uh I, of course i went back for christmas break to rhode island to visit my family and then this was at the time when Ashley was on Winter Games. She started dating someone else. I started realizing I was a jackass. I mean, I already, I already knew I was a jackass, but, you know, then I was actively, like, telling people I was a jackass, including Ashley. And then that's when we started dating in early 2018 and then lived in Los Angeles ever since. And then we always had this five-year plan. When Ash and I first got together, I, I told Ash, hey, listen, five years, I'd like to be back in the East Coast, buy a house, raise a family. That's where I permanently want to be, specifically in Rhode Island. And she was totally down for that. She wanted to go back East as well. You know, her family's from Northern Virginia, mine is from Rhode Island. So having kids, we wanted to be close to grandparents and cousins and uncles and aunts and all that good stuff. And this past year with COVID, it just kind of expedited the process because everything we're doing, including what I'm doing right now, recording our podcast, we're doing remotely. Everything we're doing, we can do in Rhode Island. So there was really no purpose or point for us to be in Los Angeles anymore, paying for Los Angeles prices. And specifically, especially with COVID in California, it's it's been a tough year for everybody in the world. Um, and then, you know, for California, obviously. Um and so it just felt the right time for Ash and I to finally take the next step. I feel like I'm from American Pie saying that to the next step. If anybody remembers that movie, that was what they were cheers to anytime like they would have sex or something. Um, but um, uh, it just felt like the right time. And uh, Ash and I uh, had been, you know, on the East Coast for half of the past year because of COVID. So we went back, packed up all our stuff, and finally uh, made the move. And our stuff is currently being driven 3,000 miles from Los Angeles to Rhode Island. Uh, and we're looking at houses. We're looking at land. We've been looking at a little, you know, for a few months uh, at land over in Rhode Island. And, and uh, we're going to end up over there. Right now, we're in, we're in Virginia. Uh, we flew in uh, to be with her parents for a little while before we made our way north. And so it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy to think that we have no ties to Los Angeles anymore after three years of living there and five years for Ash. She moved there as soon as she got off her first season of Bachelor. So this was, you know, in spring of 2015, right before I met her on Bachelor in Paradise. Um, so it's crazy to think that there's just no more ties to Los Angeles. We don't pay rent there anymore. We don't have cars there anymore. None of our stuff is in there anymore. Um, of course we'll be back, but it's just, uh, it's pretty insane. Um, so that's kind of like my spiel, uh, about moving to Rhode Island. Uh, you know, we're, in, we're in with the in-laws once again, uh, as you guys might remember, this is where we quarantined from March until June during COVID last year. So it's not that awkward. It feels like I'm kind of at home. Uh, it's, it's me, Ash and, and the in-laws. It's sometimes a little awkward because, uh, you know, Ash and I are, are two adults. We like to have our alone time. And uh, this is the house that Ashley grew up in. So alone time is sometimes uh, a little awkward. You know, I'm sure anybody going back to the their parents' house doesn't... Let me just say this. It doesn't really, you know, uh, give off sexy time vibes. Let me just put it that way, you know? Like, it's... Come on now. Uh, but at least we get to sleep in the same bed because uh, we're married. So, you know, at, at first, when we got together, before we were engaged, excuse me, before we got married, we were not allowed to sleep in the same bed. It was definitely a meet the parents moment where it was like, you know, hey, Jared, keep your snake in his cage for 24 hours. In this case, for three months. But regardless, um, before we were married, 
we I wasn't allowed to sleep in the same bed as Ash, which was actually quite nice. It got to spread my legs a little bit. You know, I had the whole bed to myself. Ashley definitely hogs the comforters. So it was really nice just kind of like spreading my wings. You know, I got the best night's rest I've gotten in years back then. So uh, now I understand why some couples sleep in separate beds. You know, it's just kind of nice. Um, but it's good. It, it, it's all great. And um, it's it's it, I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited to be back home um or at least making the move back home um because i'm sure a lot of people out there too can relate you just want to be close to family as you get older you realize family is the most important thing in this world and it's the only thing you can rely on you know like even my dad is helping me with the move right now my car is being shipped to rhode island just got dropped off today and he went to go pick it up and it's just it's nice knowing that you know you have people that you can rely on life is very difficult and uh it's good to know that you have a team uh with you but uh Anywho, that's kind of my spiel a little bit. Like, have we heard anything from Deaners? <laughs> Is he on his way? Any word out there? Nada. Zip. Nada? He hasn't responded? Nope. Oh. What is his excuse today? He said he's finishing up a podcast. <laughs> oh. So this is his second priority, this podcast. I know. So, uh, for three years, you'd think he'd have some investment in here. We just texted him, Dean, question mark. Well, we do have a great podcast coming up. I do want to tell you about the guest that we have. It is Tiffany Paulson. Now, Tiffany Paulson, uh, everybody is excited for Tiffany to come on this podcast. You can hear my dogs freaking out in the background. They're like, Tiffany, holy shit, no way. You got Tiffany Paulson on the podcast today? They're losing their minds over there. Uh, sorry about that. Hey, this is what happens when you record virtually sometimes. You know, you got dogs freaking out in the background for God knows why. I'm sure it's some sort of mailman or package that they're losing their minds over. But anyway, <laughs> Tiffany Paulson is on the podcast today. She is the writer of the Netflix movie Holiday, which came out last year with, uh, it is, uh, who is it? Emma Roberts stars in it? Yeah, Emma Roberts stars in it. Uh, and Tiffany Paulson wrote that movie for Netflix. So it's pretty impressive. She also wrote uh, a uh, uh, the sequel to Adventures in Babysitting uh, back in 2016. Now, I don't know if you guys know Adventures in Babysitting, but that was one of my favorite movies growing up. I used to watch that all the time, and I had the biggest crush on Elizabeth Shue, I'm not going to lie. Like, she is just... She's a good-looking gal, let me just say that. <laughs> uh, Hollow Man, anybody seen Hollow Man in here? Oh, Easton's raising his hand. When she has her short haircut, that's some good stuff right there. And and she's um she's Jennifer Marty McFly's um girlfriend oh, in Back to the Future, two and three, two three yeah she replaced the other one I forget the oh. original actress's <laughs> name but that's right yeah she's Marty yeah. McFly's girlfriend in two and three that's and right. she's Allie with an eye from Karate Kid and Cobra Kai oh my God Elizabeth Shue that's right I forgot is she in Cobra Kai at all in the new series season three oh okay how good is Cobra Kai. I loved it. And I was not a huge Karate Kid fan. Like, I was like, whatever, take it or leave it. I liked it when I was a kid. It was fine. So I started watching it, and I think it is fantastic. I got way into it. And I've heard it's really wow. good. I want to check it out. I, I just love a show that can do flashbacks, and it's the same actors when they were young. You know, they're not fake flashbacks. They didn't hire other kids to play them that kind of look like the adults. They actually can flashback to themselves. It's awesome. Yeah, that, that is rules. pretty awesome. All right. Well, oh, Becky. So our producer Becky's texting us right now, saying that we're going to try to call Dean on air. Yeah. I mean, if we have the uh, technological technological capability of doing that, Easton's raising his eyebrows. It's all on you, bro. I'm just a guy with a mic. I just talk. That's what I do. 
Oh, 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 like, oh, okay, I yeah. got you now. Never mind. That's I thought the best we were going to, like, pull off some radio stuff over here. Were we going to get Dean, like, on the mic? No, I'm going to call from my phone and then put my phone next to the mic. Put got on it. The speaker. <laughs> Never mind. All right, hold on. What do I have him saved? I think I have him saved as Dean Bachelor. I do. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, well, you know, you got What am I saved as? Uh, Mark Ihart, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm curly-haired iHeart producer in Jana yeah. Kramer's phone. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hold on. Where are you, Dean? All right, Dean Bachelor. <laughs> and Colin, he's definitely not going to pick up. He's 100% not going to pick up. He's going to see me calling and, and be like, oh, shit, I forgot. I'm supposed to be on Help I Suck at Dating right now. Hey, this is Dean. I'm so sorry I missed your phone call, but leave a message and I'll get back to you. Thanks. Bye. I'll, I'll leave a message for him. At the it's tone, amazing how his... Good God. Nobody wants to hear that. It's amazing how his answering <laughs> machine is so sweet. I'm so sorry I missed your call. Dean, it's Jared. We're live on Help I Suck at Dating and leaving you a voicemail, just letting you know that we were supposed to start the podcast ooh, about 24 minutes ago. Just curious as to where you are because you blocked uh, sharing your location on Easton's phone. So... If you could just give us a call back uh, whenever you can, that'd be great. Or if you just want to sign in the Zoom and join us on the podcast, that would be great too. All right, talk to you soon, buddy. Love you. Bye. All right, Dean Ungler, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh boy, every week. Uh, there's no way he's a podcast. He's definitely golfing. He golfs every. I think he's got to be like in a league because he golfs every Friday. Well, then we should move the day of the podcast. Like, we, there's no reason we do it on Fridays other than that's when you guys can do it. Listen, my schedule is, well, it's not wide open because I'm back in school. So we'd have to work with oh. that, but it's fine. You guys didn't know that? No. No. So I never finished uh, my bachelor's like an idiot. I dropped out. I got my associates, transferred to a four-year school, went to school. Then I started moving up in restaurants. I really liked it. So I didn't finish. I had five classes to go. And then this past year, Ashley's always been on me to finish, which I don't blame her. And then with COVID, it was just like all classes are virtual. This is perfect because I don't want to go in a classroom anyway. I don't want to be the old guy being like, oh, I'm the 32-year-old surrounded by 18-year-olds. What's up, guys? Welcome to college. Um, <laughs> so uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I <laughs> – But uh, so, yeah, I'm going back. I'm getting my degree in history liberal arts with a minor in political science. And then I have five classes left. I'm taking four right now, two history wow. courses, a geography course, and an Italian course. And uh, it's going pretty well so far. I assume I have straight A's. Um, <laughs> Has there been a moment where someone else in the Zoom is like, that's the guy from Bachelor in Paradise? Not that's yet. That's the guy from Hopper. I know. <laughs> They're like, is that, is, that, is that the dude that's married to Ashley I? <laughs> um, no, not yet. I was kind of expecting it, but uh, it's all virtual, <laughs> which is great. So I just literally wake up, go to the next room and turn the light on in my pajamas and I'm in class. So, wow. uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's definitely fun. It has aspects that are fun, but other aspects that suck, like, you know, term papers. And Ooh. I've had to write a, a few papers and it's like, oh, I forgot just researching, organizing paper, getting an outline done, writing a rough draft, sourcing my material, footnotes, bibliographies. Like you forget that just like, there's all this nuance to it, which is fine. It's whatever, but it's cool. It's good. 
Well, we're very proud of you, Jared. Oh, very. thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Don't be proud of me yet. I still have plenty of time to fail. <laughs> um, I think we are going to bring Tiffany in uh, on the podcast. <laughs> Tiffany Paulson, like we were talking about earlier, the writer of the Netflix movie Holiday, also the uh, movie Adventures in Babysitting, the reboot, not the original. She's much younger than that. Uh, so Tiffany Paulson is going to join us right after this break. Uh, first, let's get a word from our sponsor. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So... I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin. I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico. 
offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, this is Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad. Tanya Rad, that's me. Yeah, and we have a podcast (laughs) called Scrubbing In. Yeah, we do. We are two best friends and we love... Grey's Anatomy. Hence the name Scrubbing In. Exactly. And this week, we have one of Grey's Anatomy's very own, Anthony Hill, who plays Winston on the podcast to chat about what's been going on. If you follow Grey's Anatomy, you know that, I mean, there's just a lot to talk about. There are sudden deaths. People are coming back this season. There's a whole lot going on. It is a huge season for Grey's Anatomy. So I highly suggest you tune in. And you're not just going to get Grey's Anatomy. I mean, we have girl talk. It's just girl talk. It's like you're talking with your best friends on the couch. Yeah, except not with your best friends. You're talking with us. Your virtual best friends. We're your virtual BFS. That's right. So listen to Scrubbing In on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Dean is uh, still MIA. Uh, I'm sure he's going to show up at some point before the podcast ends. I guess we'll find out. But we just really wanted to welcome in our wonderful guest, uh, who is the writer of the Netflix movie Holiday, which came out last year. But again, is a great rewatch because it's not just about Christmas or New Year's, but it's also, I see an Easter. I, I remember there was an Easter holiday in there as well. It is seasonal. We've got them all covered. Uh, Tiffany Paulson. Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Jared. I am so incredibly excited to be here. I'll try to not take it personally that Dean is standing me up. Yeah, this is BS. I'm I'm mad at him for you. But I, I did text Ashley. I said she needs to come in here and say hello. Um, oh, my God, that would be amazing. Oh, perfect. She's so it's funny because her sister is a hair. Uh, oh, here she comes. Oh, you haven't gotten your hair done yet. No. So her sister is a is a hairdresser. And uh, she's getting we're all getting like haircuts today. Hello. Family haircuts. Oh my God, Ashley, I'm so excited to meet you. Oh, here, put that on. Uh, so Ashley, oh, this is nice Tiffany. Tiffany, this is Ashley. Tiffany's a big uh, Bachelor fan, and I'm big a big fan of Tiffany. Oh, she wrote The Holiday. Oh, it was so cute. I loved it. I mean, any oh. movie that comes out that's a chick flick, I mean, I think I watched it within two days of it coming out. It was so cute. Oh my God. Well, you're going to love my next romantic comedy, and I really think you guys, ha- you guys are like the ultimate rom-com can we just like do your movie and pitch it to netflix i think we could sell it all day long tiffany Tiffany, we are here for you (laughs) okay well i'm just i'm like ridiculously thrilled to meet both of you i have been following your story forever i was telling jared i'm ultimate bachelor nation so you guys are like literally you are the dream oh my god God. does this say that kenny ortega is attached to direct your next movie kenny ortega is i'm doing a big um christmas musical but also, well, you know what? I'm going to come say hi to you guys because my new movie is shooting in Boston in May. Oh, my God. Let's serious? meet up. Yeah. Yes. You guys should totally do cameos in the movie. Oh, my God. I, I mean, please, we're in. hundred percent. That's okay, so we're cool. going to make this happen. Are we really waiting for Dean right now? Oh, yeah. That's he, the mo- he hasn't been on the podcast. He was supposed to be, we started at three. He hasn't been here yet. No. <laughs> we called him and left him a message on air. Well, if you guys need me to fill in, I'm here Yeah, come you. sit down. Oh, my God, slide in. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you've talked about yet. Uh, we haven't, literally, you walked in like as soon as- We said hello. Oh, okay, okay, great. And I said, can I please say hi to Ashley? Oh my God, that's so sweet. And we offered you up. It was so lovely. Oh, so sweet. Oh, well, thanks. I mean, somebody who has an affinity for rom-coms, somebody I always want to meet. 
So, oh my God. so Tiffany, yeah. I want to ask, because you wrote The Holiday, this is a dating podcast, yeah. what inspired you to make a rom-com like that? The idea of, all right, friends and benefits never work, so let's have a friends with no benefits that just show <laughs> up as each other's dates. You know, I think, I mean, you guys were single forever. You always had, and the, you know, especially kind of, I think it's got vibes of your romance, which is like such this amazing friendship, mm -hmm. right? I mean... I've always had that person, that one or two, I mean, one in particular, that's just the guy that's like such your good friend. Um, but he's like, you're stepping, right? It's, I don't know how many New Year's Eves we've spent together or Valentine's Day, just come over, we'll get takeout. So I'm not a loser being by myself. And so I think that that kind of was the inspiration for that friend that's like your ride or die of the opposite sex, right? That you're, uh, you're kind of guaranteed to have a date for those holidays. I feel like there's been a rom-com drought, right? Like ever since 2010, nothing has come out that's like, I feel like a classic, right? The last like classic, what do you think the last classic rom-com was made? And do you think that the drought is on its way out? Because I think it is between, between your movie and then like Emily in Paris, which is a long form rom-com. I, I do think yes. that people are craving that lightness in the love in the humor in today's day and age? Well, absolutely. I mean, streaming totally changed, you know, changed the game, right? Because I've been like romantic comedy girl forever and they're like, studios don't want to make them. But why not? Uh, I, I would say my last like super favorite is probably The Proposal. Okay, mine right? is Something Borrowed. That's a good one too. Do we count Crazy Stupid Love as a rom-com? I think so. Genius. Yeah. Yeah, one 100%. of the all-time greatest scripts ever written. I think that movie got me on The Bachelor. <laughs> I'm not joking because I'll never forget when I first watched that movie, I was in between apartments. So I was living in my parents and I was in my bedroom and I really wanted to see it because obviously what guy doesn't have a guy crush on Ryan Gosling? And I watched it by myself and I was like, I need to go to the mall right now get a whole new wardrobe like go work out like really just redefine myself mm -hmm. yeah that's such a great story i i love that script that's one of the movies as a writer that you go like i totally wish that i had written that right what got you into well, writing i was actually an actor i was a, you know i was the proverbial struggling actress i like to say i i, I had a lot of teeny parts in pretty big movies, um, just always, you know, struggling to be an actress. And I thought, well, if nobody ever hires me again, I will just write my own movies and direct them. And then of course I met a boy who said, you must move to Chicago or I will never marry you. And I went, okay, I'll move to Chicago. And then I sat in Chicago for five years, right? Waiting <laughs> for the proposal that never came. And I started mm -hmm. writing. So I just really didn't have a lot to do, but write. And the second script I ever wrote, I sent it off to the ABC Disney writing fellowships and I won this writing fellowship and thought, oh, maybe I should take this writing thing a little more seriously. And here we are. Is that when you wrote Nancy Drew? That was my first studio job out of the fellowship was, was Nancy Drew. That's, that's a huge yeah. job. That's pretty friggin' awesome. It was, it was, I'm like, oh, okay. Apparently this writing thing is a piece of cake. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no problem. Anybody can do this. Do you feel Anybody like you this. have led the life of a rom-com character pre- rom-com like we're talking the first scenes in the wedding planner the first scenes or so in something borrowed where you're just like that girl who like it seems like everything should be going in your direction but it's not or have you been the girl who's pretty much always had a boyfriend 
Oh, sister, I can't, can I, I'm like the girl that had the, the wedding planned at the Drake Hotel in Chicago with 400 guests and like the ultimate everything, the month long honeymoon in Italy planned. And then the fiance that said, mm, I think we should put a pin in this. Like, So was it a fiance? Literally. You were engaged? And he I was off? engaged. He finally did propose he in did. Chicago and then we were planning the ultimate wedding. And then it's a long romantic comedy story but uh uh yeah it was the night before the big couple shower at the four seasons <gasps> so it was like a big deal and he was like and I came home and he was like packing his suitcase he's like I'm gonna go out to LA and I think we're gonna put a pin in the wedding and I was like uh, wait a minute he told uh, you that he would never marry you unless you moved to Chicago and then he, you yeah, came home LA. and he was like I'm moving to Los Angeles he was coming back out here just to you know escape he was like great like best thing that ever happened to me right (laughs) getting married but yeah it was it was that scene where I was thinking I'll just have this beautiful wedding I can always get divorced later (laughs) right (laughs) oh my god I put so much flipping time into that wedding but no it was was the best it was the best thing that ever happened so have you ever had a holiday like did you ever for example did did you write any of this off your own experience (laughs) you know, a, a little bit. I mean, I like, I never slept with my best guy friend. Right. Can I, can I say, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You can say whatever you want, you know, and, and, and I'm still like the best of friends with him today, but there is that guy that you're just like new year's Eve and you know, everybody's getting together for the labor day barbecue. And do you want to go to get, you know, just like your ultimate, like ride or die party date. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have yet to meet, you know, the great friend that's going to be the love of my life. So if you guys know him and in bonus points, if he's Australian. Oh, I do know some Australian guys. <laughs> you do. You actually have one really good one. Well, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you want to move to Australia? And his name is Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Was I'll that the ex's out. name? No, it's just like, the like, it's just a great guy name. It right? is. I love all J guy names. He's very good looking. I always said that he was kind of the Australian Ben Higgins. Oh, Ben. Yeah, because he's tall. He's like a and... really nice guy, yeah, right? Yeah, he's a super nice guy. He's tall. He's good looking. All right. He's maybe single. we can make he's this single, happen. Right? He said he wants to okay. come to the States. He said he always wanted to move to LA. What's he do? Is he a musician, actor? Uh, no, he's not in the... Uh, farmer, he's, um... rancher. Yeah, uh he's a drummer he lives on his mom's couch no uh he uh he like that's probably my guy that would be the guy (laughs) he's he's in sales like he's like a he might be a some sort of software salesman. No, you had me at Australian named Jake. Okay, so. great. All right, perfect. We'll show him a. We'll this is like the podcast part. where you guys set up your guests, right? Like Obviously, that, that's what I was told that there would be. Yeah, a date help. I need a husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we also have somebody else that I'm pretty sure just joined us on the podcast. Yes, who, who may be listening in and might want to. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's so clean shaven. Dean Ungler, ladies and gentlemen, co-host of Help I Suck Okay, we will not talk about Dean anymore. He has a problem. <laughs> oh, no, we can still talk about him. I will excuse okay. myself, but <laughs> Tiffany, it's been a pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much for, um, you know, bringing the rom-com back, doing oh your part. Oh, my God, Ashley, like, uh, ultimate thrill for me. I love you guys. <laughs> That's, like, way too nice. That's so too nice. Bye, Tiff. Bye. All right, Dean Unger, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to apologize. Hi, Tiffany. It's, so pl- it's such a pleasure to meet you. Dean, the van is looking swanky. What has yeah. happened? Got some new shutters installed, the new paint job. <laughs> really uh, nice. nice new nice new plants. Oh, look uh, at that. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I, I do apologize, though. I, I know there's no excuse for it. Um, I was finishing up another podcast with a dear old friend and uh, just lost track of time. So I apologize for no that. No worries. You're so popular. Um, I got to talk to Ashley and Jared. So, it, so everybody's happy. I'm, I'm so excited to meet you. Happy to be here. Right. Chalk it up as a W, I think, because uh, it seems like you and Ashley, you, you guys might have a, a budding best friendship on our hands here. I adore all you guys, but like Ashley, especially, I have to say, if that's okay. Oh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, I totally get it too. Everybody calls me Mr. Ashley and I, uh, which I, I don't hate. Um, <laughs> so Dean, I know you just joined us. Uh, do, uh, obviously, you know, Tiffany writer of the holiday. Um, so we were just kind of like talking about our holiday experiences. Dean, have you ever one had a friends with benefits or two have ever brought someone as a date that you were like, listen, we're not hooking up. I just need a date to this particular thing and we're going to go with it. Um, I have had plenty of those experiences. I think the one thing that comes to mind for me is I was dating a girl who we were not very seriously dating, you know, just kind of like whatever, hanging out as you do as a 22, 23 year old. And I asked her to come to my hometown for Christmas and not really thinking about the implications of what that would mean. And then after the fact, uh, she actually never ended up coming for Christmas, but she had made mention about how she thought we were more because I even asked, extended the invite for her to come over for Christmas, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because I do think I agree that by bringing someone home for the holidays or wherever it's like spending a holiday with someone, um, it kind of puts I wouldn't say like pressure on the relationship, but it does kind of imply that there's more going on than than maybe otherwise. That's legitimately the opening to my movie, right? She's bringing him home to meet the parents for Christmas on the third day. And he's like, you know, this doesn't mean anything, right? And she's like, of course well, not. And, and the thing is, guys are so obtuse and so stupid. The same girl, same experience. Uh, my father was in town. And I was like, yeah, my dad's here. Like, do you want to go get dinner, me, you and my dad? <laughs> not even thinking about it. Just like, oh, I'm going to dinner with my dad. Like, do you want to come and just like kind of hang out with us? Uh, and then like a month later, she was like, well, you took me to dinner with your dad. Like, how is this not more serious than you thought? And I was like, I literally didn't even think about that until you just said something just now. I think guys are just like is that, that true? dense. Are guys really that obtuse? Like, we know they play it, but I think secretly we're going, they really know what's going on. I, I honestly think we are that dense and we just I don't <laughs> understand the consequences. Because I've brought a girl to meet my parents. I was in the same boat as Dean, where I was like, hey, do you just want to like grab dinner with my parents? I was supposed to dinner with them you can come and it was somebody that we kind of knew that we weren't in a relationship but we were hanging out but it wasn't going anywhere and at the time I was like oh I guess it's kind of weird that you're meeting my parents but it's not that weird and thinking back on it I'm like man yeah that was like a big step what the <laughs> hell was I thinking yeah, what was I thinking yeah I think guys are stupid <laughs> okay I'm just gonna yeah you write that, that down <laughs> guys are stupid that is the title of my next movie. Uh, I what like about, it. Guys are stupid. What about the flip-flop <laughs> of that? Like, let's say, Jared, have you ever been invited to meet a girl's parents? And did you take that as her trying to progress the relationship? And Tiffany, this applies to you as well. Have you ever invited a guy to meet your parents or, or whatever? Um, and does that kind of like skew, it kind of like makes an imbalance in the relationship in a weird way. You know what I mean? I don't think I've ever been, I'm trying to think of an example where I was invited to meet someone's parents and I thought this is really too soon and awkward. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> Has that ever happened All to you, I Tiffany? All I can ever think of is, 
anybody, and it has been a while that I've brought anybody to meet my family. It's never been anyone they've liked. It's always the, what are you thinking? Like, we hate him. He's awful. Like, oh, no. Okay. Right. So there's I've, that. Had that, I've had that experience with my, uh, with my best friends. My two best friends in the whole wide world met an ex-girlfriend of mine. Uh, and then after the fact, they called me on se- separately without even talking to each other. They called me separately and they're like, are you are you like really dating that girl? Like, is she actually your girlfriend? And I was like, yeah, what do you mean? She's nice. Right. And they were like, she was so mean and callous to us all dinner long. And I was like, holy cow, you're right. Maybe I should reconsider this relationship. <laughs> yeah, you're See, right. guys are dense. We're all you guys are dense. <laughs> uh, so, Tiffany, I want to ask you about that. How much uh, importance do you put on family approval when dating a significant other? Well, I think it's nice. I mean, clearly I've put zero because, you know, (laughs) I haven't really brought uh, too many winners home. But, uh, you know, I think I think that's like the ultimate, right? Like probably if you're with the right person, that really is the person that you're going to be with or you should be with. Then I think inherently your people are going to like them. Right. Yeah, I agree. If if, I'm trying to think if if of that situation where you're like, no, I'm with this wonderful person and everybody in your life just doesn't see it that probably doesn't equate yeah that's a huge red flag i i see it's a huge red flag to me because a lot of friends will say oh my my family doesn't like them but they just don't know them as i know them most of the time i feel like it happens with guys like it will be a girl that's describing this about a guy saying that they just don't understand him and i'm like do they not understand him or are you just blinded right now and you're you know you're just looking at things through rose-colored glasses um, cause like I always said that I wanted to, to be with someone who my friends and family could hang out with when I'm not there. And yeah. that's like the definition of Ashley. So I was very lucky in that department. I had a la- I don't know if I shared this on last week's podcast, but my, I was just in Montana skiing with my brother for about a week and he doesn't drink alcohol that much, but one night we had drank a, a few too many beers and, uh, you know, like, obviously, you, you, the more beers you drink, the more honest your conversation becomes. And he made some passing comment. He was like, he like sipped his beer, looked over at me. And he's like, Dean, I'm really proud of you for finally getting it right with Kaylin. And I was like, oh, Aww. wow. He was like, you know, he's like giving like his vote of approval for her. And I was like, oh, that's really uh, not what I expected you to say, but I appreciate it. That's the ultimate, right? You just want your people to love your person as much as you do. Absolutely. And I, I've always kind of been to the tune of I don't necessarily need other people's like uh, approval of who I'm dating. But then like, like I said, with my friends, like they called me and they asked me why. And then my brother said that this is obviously separate, separate occasions. Um, and I was like, it just, it does make you feel warm and fuzzy to know that your family approves of the person that you're talking to or dating or and I just need to say know. that she's amazing too. Like, oh yeah. She's fantastic. She's I mean, fantastic. I could, I could, we could call her over here and, and, and get her in the room, but I don't know. I don't know if that's too many co-hosts for the episode. The more, was, the more co-host, the better. Late. I was just gushing with Jared. Like I am, I am the ultimate bachelor nation. I mean, I was like at one point wanted to be on the bachelorette and went through the whole thing. It was going to be, this is like the top secret. But, um, and I was just, I was going up for a big studio job and I just had this image of like walking into a meeting with like the president of a studio that had seen me in a bikini in a hot tub. Mm. Right. And I was like, I just, I don't know if I can do it. So it's right. like, never mind. It's a secret dream. I will just I'll be a fan from the outside. So I think you made the right decision. <laughs> you made right. the right call. I don't know. Like you guys are like doing 
fantastic now yeah. you come off of that show and you do so well and get to like spin it into other things. I think that's amazing. Totally. Knock on wood, I, Dean and myself got super lucky. Absolutely. Very, very lucky. I, Tiffany, I think the difference is, is you actually have a legitimate talent. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, you don't necessarily, you don't need the, the, the boost of the bachelor to kind of fulfill I know. those dreams. Being cute and charming and being able to hold your own and have a conversation. Those are, ult- you know, those are good. T- I was surprised you guys have done like 200 podcasts or something. Yeah. A lot. We've been doing this since 2018. Dean's been doing it since 2017. That's right. But I wasn't. I was too bad on my own, so we had to bring in the <laughs> ringer, the big guns, Jared. That really put us out into the stratosphere. If I'm the big guns, we got serious issues. Um, <laughs> Tiffany, I wanted to ask you uh, two things. One, you wrote the sequel. I believe it was a sequel to Adventures in Babysitting back in 2016. And the reason I bring okay. this up is because Adventures in Babysitting was a movie that I watched probably, I'm not joking, 50 times as a kid. And I had the biggest crush on Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. (laughs) So were you just in love with Adventures in Babysitting as a kid or was this like an opportunity that came up? No, I was obsessed with it. I was obsessed with it, yes. Uh, So when I got an opportunity to come and pitch on that project, plus it was... Linda Opst was the producer, like she is a, an icon of Hollywood. So getting an opportunity to work with Linda and, you know, reimagine that ultimate classic was so exciting. We wanted to get Elizabeth Shue so bad for oh, a cameo. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you know, everybody's busier, but we couldn't get her. But uh, yes, it was thrilling for me. And to get Sabrina Carpenter and Sophia, who are amazing. I'm actually like getting ready to go. Out to, I have another project with Sabrina that I'm super excited about. That's so exciting. Uh, well, you just yeah. either needed Elizabeth Shue or Thor. Uh, either one, oh. really. <laughs> Thor. Wait, that's who played him? Because he's super famous. Well, I mean, Chris uh, Hemsworth played him now, but in the movie, right. in Inventors and <laughs> in Babysitting, I don't know who the actor was. It, it kind of looked like Fabio, but I just Vincent, remember- Vincent D'Onofrio. That's who it was. Really? He's super yeah, I'm pretty sure a blonde Vincent D'Onofrio who's like a super badass uh, <laughs> gangster. Oh, it was just uh, the best. Were you obsessed yeah. with, because I feel like these two movies always got uh, thrown together, Adventures of Babysitting and um, Don't Tell the Babysitter, or no, Don't Tell, don't mom, tell mom the Babysitter's Day. Fun fact, I also pitched on the remake of Don't Tell You mom should the totally <laughs> freaking make that movie. The reason I think I correlate them so much, one, because they both have babysitting in the name, but also secondly, the kid in Adventures in Babysitting, um, the the main kid, I forget his name, but he's also, he's the brother in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. He's it's the Keith long hair. Coogan, right? Yes. Yes. Oh my God, I never put that together. Yeah. He's you the are like super movie buff. Dude. Oh, I'm I'm all in. I know movies. Uh, oh, that's so funny. God, I love those movies. That's, it's just like bringing so much fuzziness to my body right now, thinking about watching <laughs> those movies He's as a so kid. So happy. Well, you're gonna love my new rom com um, with Emma. That it's it's super fun. It's all about fate. It all takes place on New Year's Eve. Like I love a movie that's in and out, right? I like a great timeline. You know, bookends. I, all the holidays are one night. I lo- I live for movies that take place in one night. I like uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is Can't Hardly Wait. And I love the idea. I've always loved the idea of like that one last party or that one last night. You have the opportunity to like tell the person how you really feel before they go off to college or it's, you know, it's Christmas and you tell the truth at Christmas or New Year's Eve. Like you want to get the New Year's Eve kiss in. I like I live for those movies. Okay, have you seen Before We Go? 
No, I've heard it's great though. You, yeah, put it on your list. Watching Have it a tonight. Cozy. It's so sweet. One night in New York. Oh, anywho. Dean, so- what's your favorite movie? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been way over my head here. I got Tiffany freaking Paulson and Jared with like the savant <laughs> movie memory that can recall any movie that he's ever seen in his entire life. Uh, I'm not much of a movie buff. I'm not much of like a cinef- cinephile. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I don't have much to contribute to this. Yeah, I, well, what's your favorite? I know <sighs> um, what Solo. Um, uh, Free Solo is fantastic. Yep. I just watched Free Solo. Oh, That was good. unbelievable. It's very good. I love those like documentary type movies, but I don't, I, I, I say this pretty often or whenever I get the chance that I, one of the things that I admire most about Jared is his ability to, fa- to, to appreciate those and enjoy those things so much. Because when I watch movies, I'm just like, yeah, good movie. Like, whatever, I guess. But Jared, like, he's able to, like, internalize things so much, like, so greatly and, like, feel these things and, like, have all these connections to movies that I'm like, wow, that's, like, really impressive. Well, so, I just love I the, I, I love the art of making a film. I love the idea of creating a story, coming up with an idea, writing a script. Uh, and then I love the idea of collaboration, bringing in all these different, you know, personalities and all these different talents because you have a director and a screenwriter and, and producers that have certain says. And then you have actors who have certain perspectives on like, oh, well, I think this is what the character would do in this moment, so on and so forth. And then obviously you have so much more that goes in post-production with editing and music and cinema. And then obviously while filming cinematography, it's just like the process of making a movie is fascinating to me. And uh, so when watching it, I love trying to figure out why a director uh, decided on this particular shot or why, you know, why an actor made a decision uh, like, uh, you know, an acting decision with this character in this moment. I don't know. It's it's cool. It's 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 just it's freaking awesome. It's awesome. You sound like a filmmaker, Jared. So. Oh, well, thank you. Who's your favorite screenwriter, Tiffany? Well, I would have to say I am. I am a child of John Hughes, so everything that John Hughes ever wrote. But but to me, the ultimate romantic comedy is When Harry Met Sally. So that would be Nora Ephron. <laughs> Have you heard of it, Jared? Uh, have I heard of it? So I, <laughs> Tiffany, Tiffany, <laughs> one of my favorite rom-coms <laughs> is When Harry Met Sally. Uh, because when I told Ashley how I felt, like in that moment, telling her my true feelings, I kind of... It felt like when Harry goes to the New Year's Eve party and he's like, when you find out who you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. It's possible. (laughs) And it's not because I'm lonely and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. Anyway, um, so at our wedding, Dean will remember this, we had, um, you know how everybody in ceremonies has readings? So we had readings, but we had movie quote readings. And we wrote down movie quotes of our favorite, like things that really resonated with our love story. So... And we had our groomsmen and bridesmaids recreate the scenes in front of everybody at the ceremony. And we did Jerry Maguire, of course, the hello speech. You had me at hello when he walks in. And my buddy, like one of my groomsmen is up there and he, he does the whole speech. Um, and then we did, of course, the when Harry met Sally scene. Nick, Nick Viall played Harry. <clears throat> and he was so good. He like the entire night before, he's like, by the way, I have all my lines memorized. I'm, I'm off book. <laughs> I, was like, I was like that's great nick perfect and he was so he committed so hard and it was so cool where he's like well what is it about tell me um and then we had one more i forget what the third the third reading was but it was a it was a rom-com that ashley and i discussed and, and really took to heart uh so anyway 
That's our, that's I our story. I love that idea. I want to steal that. Yeah. That's so sweet. I'll send you a clip of uh, of Nick doing his uh, his reading. Oh my god, it, it, that would be amazing. It was pretty cool. Um, all right, last question before you go, Tiffany. Yeah. What is your dream project? If you could do one thing, what would it be? One movie to write. One that's already been done, or one that I'm gonna... either a a, a a project that you feel so invested in. Either it can be an original project, a reboot of a franchise that you just love, a sequel, whatever. Like I don't know. I'm always curious. Oh my gosh! Well, I have two of them. One of them is a script that I've written that I'm hoping will get I'll get to do, and it's a throwback to the '90s, and it came out of a conversation with my agent years ago, we're like, what's like the ultimate wish fulfillment? And he was like the super um, Bruce Springsteen fan. And he's like, well, it would be to have, you know, the boss play in my backyard. And for, and and at the time, I'm like, was super obsessed. I'm super obsessed with Bon Jovi. And I'm like, mine would be to have Bon Jovi play in my backyard. And so from that, I wrote this like 90s, like high school ode to John Hughes, where it's basically, you know, one night, chasing trying to get to the big concert and anyway the band ultimate band ends up the kids are parents are gone for the weekend and the band like comes home and plays in your backyard which was a slight ripoff from my high school prom when we ditched our dates and brought the band back to my house and my parents are out of town that's but awesome. it's just like a fun throwback 90s and then the other um the other movie i love that i'm going out with soon that it would be my dream to direct i'm i'm starting to direct now i'm gonna i have one movie i'm gonna direct for netflix hopefully that's so summer, exciting I, well knock on yeah. wood congratulations thank you i'm doing it with Kay chen little kristen chenoweth who was in holiday um she's fantastic so we're uh that one's written we're working on that but i'm doing this uh it's basically what you know wild with reese witherspoon yeah it's kind of like wild meets this is like a real old you know reference but endless love right the ultimate teen romance and mm -hmm. it's it's two two teenagers that meet each other hiking the appalachian trail and have this like so it's this amazing like romantic but like survivalist thriller so kind of epic love story i'm all about you know i'm all about the epic love story and the happy ending <laughs> no. which you guys both have so i'm thrilled for you oh well thank you tiffany those sound awesome and i love the idea of a 90s throwback rom-com with the band and it's so funny they wrote up on jovi because another rom-com moment one of my favorites is um i cannot remember the name of the movie with ashton kutcher and amanda pete uh where ashton plays bon jovi uh, uh, when she's on the balcony, he's like, I'll be there for you. These five words, I swear to you. Um, oh my God, what the hell? You, no one can think of this what movie? What is that? With Amanda Pete, Ashton Kutcher? I can only think of the one he did. And did... that's Justin Timberlake and Natalie Portman. Yeah, Friends with Benefits. <laughs> friends with Benefits. And then he did one with, um, no, no, no. It was, it was Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. And then Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman was in uh, No Strings Attached. Yes. Oh, I guess those movies movie confused time. for no reason. Yeah. Well, well, they were the same sense. movie that came out at the exact same time. It was so weird. That's what it was. <laughs> a lot they like love. You know movies. <laughs> a lot like love. Do you remember this movie? I never saw a lot like oh, love. Oh, okay. It's it's good. It's 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 good. But okay. there's a scene where he goes after Amanda P. and he's and she loves Bon Jovi and he like learns to play and he's like playing and he sings like ass, but it's funny because <laughs> he's like, oh, okay, I'll watch a lot like love. Go. You need to watch before we go. I will. You will super enjoy it. Uh, Tiffany, this was my favorite podcast of all time. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, this was so much fun. Such a dream come true, like as the ultimate fan, honestly. And 
the ultimate romantic comedy writer. You guys have these amazing love stories. I'm so happy for you. Hopefully next time we chat, you know, I will have mine. Yes. Yes. You know. time. <laughs> Super fun. You guys, thank you so much for having me. Tiffany, thank Thanks, you so Tiffany. much. And everybody listening, if you haven't seen holiday already, I'm sure you have, but it is available on Netflix right now. It's great. It starts Emma Roberts. It's just a great, great romantic comedy. Um, and it's a lot of fun to watch. So check it out on Netflix right now. Tiffany, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, you guys. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So... I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin. I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico. 
offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. I'm only going to be here for one full segment, so I figured I might as well be the one that brings us out of the break. Uh, it's time for our favorite segment. Well, I don't know. Jared actually might have just had his favorite segment in the history that was, of Help I Suck at Dating that was freaking with Tiffany Paulson. Awesome. That was so much fun. I just love movies. And I, I I was talking about it on the podcast earlier today, actually, Dean, funny enough, because we were talking about me moving from Los Angeles to, to the East Coast and how I love the Hollywood aspect of Los Angeles, but Los Angeles itself is a difficult place to live in. It's overly populated. There's a lot going on and just not my vibe, but I love Hollywood. I love the idea of movies, you know, and, and being in the middle of that. And so having her on the podcast was so timely because um, it was just, it was freaking awesome. God, it was cool. Anyway, I love I wish, emails I too. Wish I, had, <laughs> I wish I had the capacity to contribute more to those types of conversations because I feel like you kind of th- you, th- you thrive off of those conversations about movies. One of these well, days, of, I'm going to watch a movie. There's a lot of conversations you thrive off of on the podcast. We That's what we, we, we do here, baby. We balance each other off. Right, 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 right. We, we finish each other off. Um, <laughs> let's get to emails. I think uh, I think Mark is, is seemingly here, wants to read for us, maybe, hopefully. I am here, and I'd be happy to. Hello, Dean. Nice to see you. Thanks for joining hey, us. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me on, on my own podcast. Hey, you blocked me on your location finder, so I didn't know where you were. I was concerned. Uh, well, did I block you? I thought I, I could have sworn I unblocked you. Did I tell you I'm why unblocked. I blocked you? Well, it's because I buffed oh. you for golfing that day, I assume. Right, and then I was golfing <laughs> another day thinking I was going to be late, and so I blocked. I just yeah. turned my location services off. Um, oh, that'll do don't it. Worry, yeah. I'll, I'll re-enable them here pretty soon. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> when he's not golfing, yeah. when golfing season's over. <laughs> Is it ever over? Fair. Not in Southern California. You're right. Right. All right. Jill has a question. She says, I've been taking care of only myself for almost a decade now, and it's been fine. If I'm happy now, does it mean that I'm happier being alone? Am I alone? With someone, I've felt so lost in the past. Is this the reason I've stayed single for so long? How do you know if you should stay a party of one? Any advice or opinions? Mm. That's a good question. I, I laughed because, Jill, when you said, am I alone? Mark, you read it in a way like, I'm Ron Burgundy? Um, <laughs> am I alone? Uh, wow, that's a good question. I don't think there's probably a particular reason why you've stayed single for so, re- so long. You probably just haven't, like you said, you haven't found your person yet. Um, I don't know if there's like a time stamp on how long someone should be single for or how long should it take before you meet the, you know, hopefully someone that you can develop a lifelong partnership with. I mean, it's all just depending on the individual. And Jill, you know, you said you've been focusing on yourself for a while now and, and you're happy. And I think that's the most important thing is is your own happiness. Uh, and if something uh, in the form of a relationship or marriage comes from that, that's great. That's amazing. But the most important thing is making sure that you're doing all right and you're happy. So that's what I would focus on. I feel like, that's great advice, Jared, sidebar. I feel like, um, so So her concern is she feels more at peace with herself when she's alone rather than when she's with someone. I think she needs to find someone. It's not like, my personal interpretation of this is she's dating people that kind of become codependent on the relationship. And I think that if she were to find someone that is as independent as she is, she then won't have to sacrifice herself of identity 
by being in the relationship because she can still maintain her independence and her identity in that sense. So she finds someone that's similar to her uh, that doesn't necessarily rely on the relationship to be comfortable in that relationship, then I think that would be the most important thing. What do you guys think? That seems to me like the best solution at least. Yeah, I mean, it's there. there's no need for a solution, it sounds like. To me, it's all upside because, because you're going to have really high standards because you're only going to go out with somebody if you, they make you happier than you are by yourself. I think the, the idea of being happy alone is a really great thing to achieve, and you've done that. Not a lot of people can do that. So the only way you'll end up in a relationship is if somebody actually makes you happier than being alone is. So that's great. I love a high standard. I love a happy life. I think everything's going great for you. I agree with Mark. It's the ideal scenario to be happy with yourself and not just happy with someone else. And I agree. And that did kind of put it into context, Mark. So thank you for always being the sage wise words (laughs) of wisdom. Um, And it's kind of, it kind of reminds me a lot of what I used to say. And I, I guess I still say, I just haven't said in a long time is if you like don't want something to happen, like let's say in this case, you don't want to be in a relationship that means that you're not going to cut corners to force a relationship to happen that's not meant to be by not wanting it you're and and then eventually getting into a relationship you're going to know that at the end of the day against all odds and against you know your best wishes it still ended up happening and that means you know in a weird messed up way that it was supposed to happen and that even though against all odds it still is happening which makes it more powerful in my opinion yeah and i think it makes you a catch too like you you don't need anybody you're good so you know, you got your whole thing going on. I think that's, I think it's very appealing too to somebody who wants to date you. I totally agree. Yeah, I agree. What about, uh, what about this anonymous email? Anonymous really was looking closely at one of Kaylin's Q&A videos <laughs> and said, you mentioned a cabana story when answering mm. the question about what made you put your walls down for Kaylin, but the camera died. So it wasn't caught on camera. What was that story? Oh my gosh. I wish I had an answer. I have literally no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> the cabana story? <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> The cabana story. It sounds a, like the tractor story from Seinfeld. I a know. cabana story that made you put your walls down for her. You got Somebody gonorrhea from question. a tractor? <laughs> I mean, I could maybe call Kaylin over here. I do remember filming a, Q- a Q&A, and I do remember uh, giving an answer, and Kaylin looking at me and be like, oh, that was so nice and cute of you to say. And then she looked at the camera, and the camera hadn't been recording for the past like five this minutes. This is it. This is exactly what she's asking So about. what story is I that? I just, I'm trying to... I'm trying to remember exactly what the story was. I honestly have no freaking idea. All right. So let's ask you right now, what was it about Kaylin that helped you put your walls down? Maybe this will be some sort of reignite what what your original thought was. Uh, I've noticed with Kaylin and why I'm able to put my walls down with her is... um, unconditional love from her has been a big part of it. Like I can be my dirtiest, grungiest self. Doesn't matter. She still loves me and accepts me and appreciates me for being that. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. And, oh, there was something else that I wanted to say. With the cabana story, I'm trying to, I'm just trying, trying to remember. She like, she, like I said, unconditional love is a big part of it. I, I think that I've had that before, but I've never been able to fully receive it until just recently. Um, and I think maybe what the cabana story was, was something like, Hey, like, listen, I just want to let you know, like, these are my faults. These are my flaws. I like to be alone. Sometimes I need to get away. I'll just take my van out into the mountains for weeks at a time. I want you to like, see these sides of me. Like I want to just maybe like be able to fly to Nepal for a month and not worry about what's going on back here. And I think she has always been very encouraging and supportive of all those things. 
I don't think this was the Cabana story. I'm just trying to to, to remember exactly why uh, she was so happy with what I said, and I honestly cannot. But that's that's why I'm able to put my walls down with her. Is unconditional love is a very very nice thing to have, and it doesn't happen often enough. I agree. That's a very nice answer. I'm 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 you. What you need to do is ask her about the Cabana story, and then next week we need to hear about this cabana story because i'm very curious how a cabana fits in with unconditional love like she loved me so much we got a cabana by the pool i can go get her should i go get her real quick sure go get her but i'm always afraid when you leave that you'll never come back i so. know i'm a little nervous i know well my laptop is eight percent battery too so if oh, i don't God. come back here we go if i don't come back you'll know exactly why <laughs> one second please hold <laughs> Battery's always almost dead when you're Dean Unglert. Car battery, phone battery, laptop battery, doesn't Green matter. battery. <laughs> All right, she's coming over. Okay. We had this emailer email us and said, Hi, Kaylin. In one of Kaylin's Q&A's videos, you mentioned a cabana story when answering the question about what made you put your walls on for Kaylin, but the camera died, so it wasn't caught on camera. What was the story? And I'm sitting here racking my brain trying to remember what the story is, but I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. Um... You're putting me on the spot here. I don't really remember either. Something about, honestly, I don't really know. <laughs> but it was cute. It was so, it was like the sweetest story he had ever, I can't believe I don't remember it, but it was so sweet. Yeah, it couldn't have been that sweet if you don't remember it. <laughs> no, it was something about. She remembers how it makes it, made her feel though. And that's the most important thing. I have no idea, but it, we both were like, wow, that was so sweet. I can't believe Dean just said that. I know. I do remember saying it. I remember saying it and halfway through, I was like, I'm. I'm disgusting myself. Can isn't Gosh, it? It's it? just the I'm most sorry, Dean Ungler thing. You lost her Bluetooth here. Give me a second. Oh. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I was just gonna say I love it so much because it's the most Dean Ungler thing for him to give this articulate, thoughtful answer that everybody loves so much, and then he looks at his phone and his battery died five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all jokes aside, though. I do think that I have horrible memory issues, and I my my memory short term memory is slipping by the day. I think that I'm going to have early onset all, Alzheimer's before I turn 32. Well, don't say that. I hope well, not. Just by my track record alone, like I just keep forgetting. He the, well, you everything. can check. That, I forget you know. the silliest thing. 23 and Me will tell you if you have a higher likelihood for adult onset Alzheimer's. I did. I did this live test. Maybe I should check and see the results and see what they say. I have a slightly raised risk for late onset Alzheimer's. Well, rather late than early, right? Exactly. Yeah, I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry for sorry to anonymous for not being able to answer your uh, question. I'll tell you what, though. Like Jared said, we're gonna mull it over for the week, and we'll come back next week. And if we can remember it, we'll share it. Odds are unlikely, but <laughs> something about a cabana. About There's some cabana that we're missing. I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can get chlamydia from a cabana, can you? No, and it was gonorrhea. Oh, it she was got gonorrhea, gonorrhea from it. the tractor. <laughs> the tractor story from Seinfeld. Oh, that's yeah. good stuff well, right there. On the note of gonorrhea, let's go ahead and call this episode complete. What do you say? I agree. Uh, big thank you to Tiffany Paulson. Uh, thank you so much for joining us as as you could tell i loved every second of it make sure you watch her netflix movie holiday a big thank you to kaylin for joining in a big thank you to ashley for joining in both of our better halves uh dean thank you for joining uh you're welcome anytime you're welcome back doors always open <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i know i i 
you know, you do it a couple times, no big whoop, but I think I've done it so much that even an apology is meaningless at this point. It's so, so funny, though, when I called your answering machine, and your answering machine is so you, because you're like, hey, you reached Dean Ungler, I'm so sorry I missed your call. I'm like, oh, God. It's <laughs> the most Dean answering machine of all time. Do I need to change it? No, I, I love it. The The reason I love it, and I, whenever I say it's the most Dean thing of all time, it really comes from a place of love, because oh. you're just so authentic, as you can tell. I'm married to Ashley. What I love so much is authenticity and somebody being very transparent. It's what I love about Ashley. It's what I love about you is that like you guys, you're just like, you're just you. And it's in, in all of your goodness. It's a very good attribute to have. I'm going to change it the second this is over. And it's going to be, believe it or not, Dean isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beat. After the beat. <laughs> believe it or not. All right. Well, that's Enough very kind of you to say. I'll listen to the voicemail. Um, <laughs> And I will text you and let you know what I thought of it. Anyways, yeah, Tiffany Paulson, you rock. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Jared said it best. Thank you to our significant others as well for stepping in. And Mark, of course, thank you for reading our emails um, and always being that wise, fatherly figure we always wanted. Well, at least I always wanted. Uh, That's going to do it for this week's episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. Thank you guys so much for listening in. I apologize for only being here for the second half. Next week, I'll do better. Be sure to tune in then because maybe I'll suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations. Flatiron Plaza in New York City, in Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.